Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome, weary traveler. Need a short rest? Oh, I see. They said you'd be showing up about now. Come on, through the portal. Best not keep the lore mistress and more master waiting. You know how they get. Robots Radio presents The Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. The best way for everyone from experienced dungeon masters to those curious about D&D to learn more about the worlds, creatures, and lore of Dungeons and Dragons. Hello and welcome to the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. My name is Sergio and you are listening to our multiverse famous patron roundtable I'm joined by several of our patrons. Uh, I'm joined by Darkwing, by Coffee, and by Grim. I love the fact that uh, um, aside from uh, a scant few, most of you go by like PC character names. <laughs> I like that. Damn right. So uh, this month we are discussing artificial intelligence in Dungeons and Dragons and tabletop role-playing games in general. We're going to discuss some of the perils some of the pitfalls of AI. We're even going to discuss some of the positives, some of the benefits that AI could bring to the community. And you know, that I, I we talked we talked a little bit about it before the show. And I feel that we have a, a broad spectrum of of opinions. You know, we'll have uh, one of our patrons is definitely on the side of it being negative, and you'll you'll hear who it is very shortly. It'll become obvious. 
Uh, one, yep. one has more a more positive outlook on that, and one's kind of in the middle. One, uh, one's uh, ambival- one's neutral. Now, one wants one want to say ambivalent, but one's neutral, and uh, more of a, you know, it depends on how it's used. So let's let's start off. What just knee gut reaction? What is bad about AI in D and D and TTRPGs? All right, now stop me if you've heard this one before. Uh, so a bunch of corps get together and by corps, I mean like corporates get together, Corpos. figure out that, yeah, yeah. Let, think cyberpunk, if you will get together and I do and find that they have a great entertainment product. And then they figure out that they can make a computer, write All of these episodes we'll call them. And, uh, for nothing for little to nothing at all. Uh, replacing any need for human input or output and then charging a premium to people who don't understand the entertainment right off. And you find yourself in today's world. You're of the the opinion that AI replaces writers, artists, replaces those uh, whose creative spark makes the game what it is. And replaces it with 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 a robot with ones and zeros. Yeah, well, it, it, okay, it won't replace human beings. There will always be a spot. There's no way that you can get rid of the human spark. And that that, that seems to be the argument people have is that you can't make a computer uh, have the human spark right now. Right now is the thing that I find uh, the biggest problem. But it, it'll work itself there. We're intelligent beans we know how to manipulate code to a point that i don't even understand anymore and that's going to push people out on a monetary level because why would hasbro pay a hundred dollars for a picture when they can pay 10 cents we'll say probably less than that for a picture sure maybe it's not as nice probably not as original but why why bother paying a human when they can basically pay themselves because they already own the the, the the programs to do it they're uh right they'll, they'll buy it outright or at least license it yeah and which and then how how ethically sourced is the material that the ai had to learn off of now sure there's through rose-colored glasses, you can find yourself thinking it's going to be great. I mean, and there is. I mean, like, if you didn't have your, if you didn't prep well, you could make the AI through parameters give you, print you out a whole list of things to do for that evening's adventure. And so why the heck would I try? I, I just feel like we're, we're giving ourselves enough rope to hang ourselves. We're just, we're trying to mess it up is kind of where I'm at. And people say you can make it to where it is effective and you've taught it correctly. But I mean, words are wind. Look at humans over the course of history. We've never, (laughs) never not done the wrong thing first. So, uh, I have some other points. I'll just have to pull up my notes, but uh, that, that's kind of like, that's my base stance on 
you need to we need to step away from AI. It's a money grab and it it's going to hurt the creators and send us all back underground again. And I, I just I'm, I'm just opposed to the idea. It, we're so fresh with this AI that it needs to be way more regulated and studied before we ever just let it loose on uh, our beloved game uh, as well as everything else. I mean, I'm being very close minded when I say our game. but like, no, it, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree it's, that it is our game. It, well, yeah. it's it's a well, just on a bigger scope, like everything that we're gonna talk about this evening uh, for the game and with AI uh, will work itself out into all the other aspects of AI. I mean, just spider webs out into uh, medicine and uh, banking and government, and uh, where, where does it stop? And how how do we get control if we lose control? Ah, Skynet, of course. Oh yeah, Hasbro <laughs> Skynet. Um, no, I I agree to um, to a certain extent. I I don't think you know humankind uh, has a history of like you said not doing the right thing first, of always doing the wrong thing first, um, and sort of uh, not realizing how to use a tool when uh, when it's originally presented to it to to us and so i think that's the detriment in that we're not sure how and coffee this is to the point that you'll make here in just a moment but when we were talking about before the show how it's used i don't know that we we know how to use it yet and so coffee well, well I, i'd agree with that i would agree with that and so coffee you mentioned like i said before the show that you uh you aren't either <coughs> pro or anti ai you just you it depends on how it's used so in in your opinion like what would be a good example of using ai within the space in my mind so there's tons of say i guess chatbots you could shoot out there that could be used to help may help voice or um i guess voice say npcs or well, yeah, NBCs and like the game stuff like that, but it's also what Darkman's saying as well. The other side of the coin is just like writing shitty stories, lack of lack of a better word. Like I kind of see both sides where it can be used for good with like say, you know, voicing characters and stuff like that or NBCs. So you're talking about but, actual yeah. like actual voice like yes. audio. That's a, that's yes, a, that, that that was that was kind of my idea with it when when I when I read the prompt, sort of as a way to I'm I'm playing a game with my friends. I've got this oh. AI program set up, and instead of me making, I have like two accents that I can do, and they're not very good. Uh, unlike Mary, who's like you know uh, uh a voice actress unto her own respect, you know I uh, kind of have like a like a southern drawl. And that's only because I hear it all the time living in Texas and I have a terrible British accent, which I won't subject you to. And so having that sort of program where I can input the NPC's dialogue and then have it played for them and maybe even have like a little like screen for them to, for my players to see, that would be pretty cool. And that would be, I think, an innovative way to use AI. Okay. Now let me just interject myself here. Uh, 
what 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 are you gonna do? Are you going to play these AI voices? And now we all know the AI voices, and they're not great yet. I'm sure they're gonna get better. I am. I, I've uh, just watched technology go in leaps and bounds over decades now, and uh, but how do you present these to your tabletop? Now I understand there is. I guess what it's going to come down to, it's going to be there's going to be your tabletop guys, your online players, and then there's going to be your AIs, the letty people playing games with the AI running it under certain parameters. And that's going to turn into three separate deals instead of our just two where we're now at, where we're online and we're playing, you know, in real life. Uh, but how do you present that to in real life? I, I mean, not all of us are going to sit around. I mean, I don't sit around with a sound system around me to to give you that real feeling. Uh, and I mean, do you feel like your party's going to take that as seriously as if it was an actual human, like you were speaking? Sure, you don't have a great accent, but it's not going to be AI. And uh, I, I don't know. I just wouldn't take it as seriously as I would with someone it, at least even giving it a shot or going, think of this in a Chinese accent. I can't do one, so I'm not going to. Here's the words. Be able to give you that inflection of anger or happiness or uh, subterfuge. Uh, I, I, I did get to, I, I even today I was listening to some people talk about what coffee was saying with the audio and I just don't see it being something viable for a while, but I mean, you wouldn't need a, a complete sound system present. I mean, like I usually just have my laptop open and, you know, I'll link up a, or I'll pull up a, a playlist, you know, something to set the mood while I like, if it's the first session, while I, you know, introduce the the setting and the 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 adventure and the characters, if it's a recap, you know, like nice little recap music, and then throughout the game, you know, like have you know background music, have tavern sounds, you know, combat music, stuff like that. And so, I mean, I think that anything like that helps you know immerse the players greater into the story. And if it's you know something like uh like an AI voice you know, quote unquote, actor, actress, I think that could, that could potentially be beneficial. But then again, like we get into the issue of where is this content being sourced from? Because AI doesn't yeah. create anything. No, yeah. You know, well, it's got, part. it's got the inner brain. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. How, how do you source this ethically? Right. Exactly. Without stealing from artists, like you or myself or anybody else that's put themselves out there. How how do you not get stolen from? Rim, how do you feel about the subject? How do you feel about what, what Darkwing said about how there's essentially no uh, ethical way to control AI right now and to use it? I mean, I see where he's coming from. So I think my concern more with the... <clears throat> sorry. I think my concern more is how would it be monetized? Like, what am I going to end up paying 
to get to use this tool that is supposed to be so great, you know, because Hasbro has somewhat of a reputation of doing something like that. Somewhat. (laughs) Very diplomatic of you. I didn't want to throw them completely under the bus, but. Um, I am driving the bus. <laughs> I am driving that bus. I mean, uh, corporations are going to corporation, <laughs> and you know Hasbro. Hasbro's one of the bigger ones. Agreed. Uh, in, in terms so... of the the toy game space, and so um, I don't know. I just I, I feel uh, like, and not to say that Wizards of the Coast is without sin, without blemish, uh, but I feel that for the most part, that company is made up of people who love the games, who love D&D, who love magic, and are in the positions they are because of that, because of that love. And, and But think, now okay. they're kind of, you know, beholden to the, their corporate over- overlords. I think that's where the biggest negative impact of AI is going to first hit. It's not going, when it gets rolled out, it's not going to be, oh, this tool is being used for this or it's being used for that. It's the... It's the, oh, I have such a negative outlook on it because I had to pay this or subscribe to this or do that. I think that's where a lot of it's going to be initially. I mean, I, I, at the end of the day, when we were just talking about Hasbro and, that, and then Wizards of the Coast, and yes, I'll agree that there's a lot of intelligent, game-loving people at Wizards of the Coast. But Hasbro is a publicly traded company. And they have their first sights for the stockholders. It's not us. So whatever they can do to make more money and make that profit margin bigger, that's, I mean, I guess I'm just trying to agree with you on a completely different level. It's just they're going to be they're going to show us exactly what we should not have done yeah exactly i completely agree so it seems Uh, yeah and and coffee is is, has sort of brought up this point that it it depends on how it's used and darkwing you seem to be of the mindset that those that are driven by profit will only show us how it's going to be used in a negative fashion Whereas Grimm is saying that those that will use it to for everyone's benefit, for creative purposes, for, I guess, more altruistic purposes, that's how we'll figure out what AI can be used for. Because I think you're absolutely right. If, you know, if, if, if left to the druthers of those, you know, who are simply looking to make money, like, yeah, like it'll, you know, AI art programs will replace artists and we won't have the amazing, the same amazing artwork that D&D has been known for, for 50 years. Like even before I ever rolled a single D20, I knew what D&D was because of the art. I knew I was flipping through old comic books and seeing like dark sun art and being enthralled by it. And like, and it's still like seared into my mind, this artwork, you know, the Dragonlance artwork. You know, that's what so many people, when they, when they picture D&D, they picture that artwork. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the old, uh, the D&D magazine, what was it? Uh, D- Dungeons. Dungeon, Dragon. Dungeons what? and Dragons. They're, they're both of them. <laughs> Imagine uh, just, that D&D had two magazines. One was called Dungeons and the other was called Dragons. 
I, I, I just very, remember very distinctly seeing them at my little tiny local grocery store on the magazine rack, which is how I found it. The, the artwork. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and the artwork is what gets me most riled up, uh, honestly. Uh, I, I get it. There, there was that one uh, artist who admitted to using it in in the newest uh, and Glory of the Giants. Handbook. Oh, Glory of the Giants. Yep. They uh, had been that artist had been working with the Wizards since the Player's Handbook, but yeah. I guess only recently uh, started using AI in their submissions to Wizards. And um, but yeah, and I I feel that they drew a pretty hard line in the sand that you know any like there will be no ai produced or uh assisted artwork for, in their books for now i'm tight for now they just didn't want another ogl i mean they, like they, they they were trying to head something off because the community was sharpening pitchforks i, I think they're still pretty sharp from from the ogl fiasco <laughs> but yeah there and i uh, which, if I mean, we, if we I, don't remember, was was not even a year ago. No, God, what kind of year are we having? This, jeez. Uh, but I mean, just I would say you're probably going to see it in a writing aspect next, where AI has written something because I in in I'm not super well versed, but I've seen enough videos of guys putting in prompts and getting college level papers which where was that 20 years ago when i needed it um but they get college level papers out of these programs and i don't know honestly if i could tell the difference if you gave me something say uh serge you wrote or something ai wrote wouldn't without knowing your style be able to tell the difference and that's where I come back to they're going to trick us all and use three seconds of time to make three hundred thousand dollars. Like I mean, I I have tested out like the chat GPT and, and the chat GPT I say as like a boomer. Uh you know, there's the the AI chat prompts. And you know, I've put in, you know, give me a dungeon crawl. Um and so different parameter. Give me a dungeon crawl for four players that has, you know, ghouls and zombies. And it comes in and it's it I it's all seems pretty pedantic. It seems pretty trite and tropey. Like it's doesn't there's no creative spark to it because it's just pulling and culling from different sources. And I mean it's like Going, uh, like we had a discussion when we we're talking with uh, the folks over at Tabletop Journeys uh, yesterday, we we're talking about burgers and because uh, Mary was eating a burger and she's like, it's just, it's just, a, it's just a Brahms burger. It's nothing special. And yeah, it, it's exactly what a, a chat, a, G, a AI chat bot is. It's a burger. It'll do the job. It'll get you full, but it's not anything special. It's not like you're going and grilling it yourself you know, making it exactly how you love it, seasoning it just exactly right. It's it's factory made. It's, you know, it's by the numbers. And that's all well and good if you, A, just want to run something really quickly and just, or maybe are introducing someone 
to just the basic concept of the game of D&D or of tabletop role-playing games. And you just want to... Those are the most vulnerable, though. Those are the most vulnerable people that are going to fall for these uh, uh, quick money grabs that I'm, I'm discussing. It's, gonna, it's not going to be guys like you and me or anybody even talking with us today. It's going to be people who don't know how to play that are going to fall for point. these kind of... Very good point. So what? how can we ensure that either a uh ai either uh, gets better or we learn to use it better or b that newer players uh recognize human made art and human in human writing and the creativity that comes behind it over something that is generated by artificial intelligence so we'll ponder that question we're going to go to the middle of the show and we'll come back and we'll continue discussing it the topic hey there dungeon masters ever wished for a tool to help design your worlds and campaigns introducing epic world builder the app that turns those dreams into reality craft intricate dungeons populate with creatures from the abyss or cities with secrets hidden around every corner join a community of dreamers and world builders sharing and exploring each other's creations Create your free campaign today with EpicWorldBuilder.com. EpicWorldBuilder.com, where your world comes to life. Hey, welcome to the middle of the show. The middle of the show is where we do all of our housekeeping stuff. We, we um, talk about the social medias. We thank the patrons and the listeners. And we uh, see what kind of news is going on in the, in the D&D and TTRPG world, as well as check out the DMs Guild, usually the DMs Guild for some homebrew shenanigans. Uh, first and foremost, we want to thank all of our listeners, uh, in particular the patrons uh, over at uh, patreon.com slash d lorecast. Um, it's because of everyone's support in general that uh, we're able to continue doing the show. You know, it's it's the love and support uh, that, you know, continues uh, to to drive us to continue doing the show. I mean, we would do, I, I would continue reading and talking about D&D lore to anyone who would listen. Uh, but the fact that there are uh, many of you out there who enjoy the show, who give feedback, who um, request uh, subjects and topics. Uh, it makes it, you know, makes it all the worth, all you know, all all the more worthwhile for me to continue doing this. And so, thank you so much. Um, and for the patrons, especially, you know, your, your support enables the show to commission art, uh, pay artists, pay human artists. I know the the topic is AI art. We pay human beings to create their art um, for T-shirts, for merchandise, for the Magic Items of the Week book that we'll be releasing hopefully shortly. Uh, there is a delay on that, and we'll get to that here here in a bit. But but yeah, but thank you so much for all your support. If you want to um, check out the Patreon, see if maybe that's it's something that you want to uh, get into. Like I said, check out patreon.com slash D&D Lorecast. We have tiers all the way down from five bucks all the way up to 75. You get stickers, you get um, bonus content, you get mer- free merchandise, the aforementioned merch that we we're talking about. You get um, uh, a, a DM, a game DM by myself, a lot of cool stuff. And like I said, it just it depends on, you know, where, where you want to support, how, you, how you're able to support. Uh, and But if you still want to support, you know, in general, you can follow all of our social medias. You can interact with us in that way. You know, pretty much everywhere we are at DND Lorecast. We've staked that claim on your, all your micro messaging services, your exes, Mastodons, Blue Skies, threads twitch tiktok 
Instagram, all that stuff. We're DND Lorecast. And um, hopefully we'll be um, formulating a plan. Uh, and so that's that's kind of what I wanted to get to about the um, the delay for the magic items. Um, like Mary mentioned a few episodes ago, you know, um, she's going to step back from, ho- you know, from regular hosting duty. She's still very much a part of the community, but, uh, you know, has taken on some additional responsibilities in her private life. And so, which is awesome. Like she's very excited about this new opportunity. Um, if you want to hear more about it, I'll let her tell you in the, in the Lorecast discord, but she's very excited about it and we're very excited for her. Um, but as a result, you know, like just the timing of it, you know, it's, it's doing all this research and recording and, and lining up two schedules isn't, uh, isn't as easy as one would hope. And so like, it's like she mentioned a few episodes ago, unfortunately she has to step back from co-hosting duties. Uh, and so as a result, I'm kind of manning the, the operation by myself for the time being, you know, um, if, uh, if an awesome, uh, co-host or maybe if, you know, the situation with Mary changes in the future, uh, that obviously can change, but for the time being, I'll be recording and, and, and researching on my own. And so, um, I'm trying to formulate a plan to try to streamline the process as much as possible so I can get you all the content that, um, that I feel you deserve as, as members of the community. And so, um, there will be some changes coming soon to like how we release content, when we release content and, um, and stuff like that. So just keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. Uh, like I said, I don't want to, um, I want to be able to do this at a level that I, you know, can consider myself proud of. And so I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold myself to any standard below that. Um, but that being said, uh, again, just thank you so much for listening. This is um, beyond my wildest dreams. I could have a podcast at this level, uh, let alone um, any podcast that where I could talk about D&D and have people listen and enjoy it. So again, I'm completely humbled by um, by your support and by your love. Um, anyways, uh, like I said, we're talking about um, AI art and AI, AI um, DMs and AI just in general in, in D&D and in TTRPGs. Here's something that was not written by AI. This was written by a human being that I know, that I have spoken to, that I have seen, that I have played D&D with. This is the Sun Fire Festival by Alex, by B. Alex Horn. This is a Sam Hain inspired fourth level adventure for three to five players. And this is just in time for spooky season. So for generations, the village of Pentor has flourished. But now... Swarms of grotesque creatures invade and threaten to raise the village. Can your players stop the massacre, or will they they enable the doom of future generations? The old ones will have their due. So again, like this is something that one of my cohorts from the Bard House Media uh, Summer uh, Writers Workshop Program uh, wrote, and you know, absolutely great. This is original artwork by Ashley Green. It was written, it was so AI, AI, nothing, human art, human words. This is really cool stuff. If you want to support, if you want to show that you support, you know, human creativity and don't really want to see AI being used as other than a tool to, to help facilitate gameplay rather than replace, you know, the, the modes of game, you know, the, the DMs and the players for gameplay, then definitely check out DMs Guild and check out the Sunfire Festival. You can own it for $4.99. It's an awesome adventure that you can just plug into a pre-existing campaign or you can run as a one-shot. And like I said, spooky season's coming up. 
tis the season for spooky one shots. I might run this. I at my local, my friendly local, my local friendly game store. Uh, they uh, they reached out to me and they're like, hey, we're we want to run an entire day of spooky one shots the Saturday before before Halloween. Are you interested? And I said, heck yeah. And I've been trying to figure out what I want to run. I might just go ahead and run this. I'm known as the DCC guy, as the Goodman Games guy at that store, but I might, you know, uh, I might pivot and and run this uh this D&D campaign or this D&D adventure uh because it looks so cool and it's like I said, it's perfect for the season. Anyway, I'm rambling enough. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for your love. Let's get back to the conversation. Welcome back from the middle of the show. We're talking AI in D&D and TTRPGs with our famous patrons for the Multiverse Famous Patron Roundtable. Uh, Darkwing, in summation, Darkwing uh, is the Sarah Connor of the group, uh, believes AI should be destroyed, is going to blow up a computer factory and get shot and arrested as a result, Uh, then uh, spend time in a mental hospital until... Uh, his son and another robot come to save him. Um, Darkwing's life is the plot of T2, which I just recently rewatched uh, in the past week, so it's fresh on the mind. Uh, Coffee is of the opinion that it depends. It depends on how it's used. You know, that it, it can be used for to better immerse players in the game. Uh, and Grim, Grim, we want to hear from you in the second half because we want we want to talk about how what kind of benefits AI has in the D&D and TTRPG space. So what do you well, got for us, Grim? Well, <laughs> I think that <clears throat> I think AI is going to be a great building tool for us. So not in the terms of creating content, like using AI to create content, but as as someone who makes homebrew items or homebrew content, it could be really good for playtesting that because I don't have anyone to playtest my content with. So having the ability to do that through AI would be a lot easier than, you know, having to contact people, waste resources on something that may not work, may work. You just never know. So Having a tool like that would be incredibly helpful and I think would help us produce better homebrew content for the community as a whole. How do you expect AI to play test something for you? Uh, it's, uh, I'm, it's, I mean, so, you're not wrong, it would be good, but how do you get uh, that, that human spark we talked about earlier in the show? And how do you get that out of AI play testing? That's the greatest part about that is it doesn't need to have that. Like, if I'm testing an item, for example, you know, I just need to put okay. in the parameters of this item and use it against anything I can imagine as different as different uh, levels, characters, whatever, to see how it interacts with it. You know, I don't need a player to say, okay, well, I use the weapon in this way. You know, sure, there's some error there. You know, there's a small room of error. You'll never be able to replace human creativity. No one will. You can play test it 500 times with humans, but you'll still have that one player who finds a way to think outside the box. You know, you just need the AI to kind of fine tune it. So that way you're not just giving something that's completely overpowered or completely underpowered or something that's just bad. 
that's a very good point. You know, it's 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 hard enough to get a regular session of D and D scheduled. You know, especially when you know it, when you're if you're older, you have family, you have kids, you have responsibilities, uh, or if you're living in a in a more rural area where you just can't hop over to the nearest um, game store and you know play a pickup game, and so having to use those resources to play test uh, a homebrew adventure, you know, might not be conducive. And so, yeah, being able to do that with AI, being able to like, like Grim said, you know, uh, play test a, a magic item to see if, it, if it's OP, if it's underpowered. And then once you kind of iron out the kinks and, and kind of figure it out a little bit, you know, more, then you could use it in a, an actual playtest. Then you're like, okay, you know what? I don't feel like this is going to be a complete waste of time, a complete bomb. Uh, I can, you know, garner my resources, set up a game, set up a playtest session, and and go from there. I think that's a, I think that's a great idea. What? A, all right, Grim. What else you got for us? That's a, that's a great one. Um, I mean that that was my biggest sales pitch on AI. Um, as <laughs> well, you, far as you start at, off strong, I, you have to. I like it. Uh, I will say one thing. I don't think it's something that should be like monetized in any way, shape or form. I touched on that earlier. I think it's a tool. I think it is a tool that should be given to the community to let them use how they want. I know they're going to monetize it. I know they're going to do something with it, but they shouldn't use it to create and they should just let the community use it as a tool. Um, Something else I did think of and if anyone's been on DM's Guild, they know, but it's the uh, it's the solo players kit. The uh, AI for that would be phenomenal. Now, that's strictly for the person that wants to play by themselves. You know, like I said, I don't have a lot of friends. I don't get out very often. So for me to test a character or to just play a game or something just to kill time, I think that would be great to have AI in a solo player instance like that. It's not true. You have friends. We're all here. You're a gentleman and a scholar. Well, I will remember that. Thank you, Darkwing. <laughs> Let's say speaking of Welcome. friends, we definitely, we've been tinkering with the idea of starting a uh, a, a patron uh, live play or at least uh at least have a gaming session so we definitely need to figure that out oh yeah i'd do that yeah because we we I'm definitely down. need to play but uh no that those it's another great idea but i'll have to check out the dms guild that seems that's unfamiliar to me i'm not sure exactly what you're talking about but i'll have to google that soon i uh, well it, it turns out that my my only good thing to say was about that soloing there uh and yeah, you can have that uh, AI that would be able to run you as a single thief in a dungeon. Told you, uh, in a dungeon where yeah. See, I I I don't know any other DMs. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that I would let run a game for me. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but to have AI do it, I feel like it just comes back to I, I, I don't know how old the rest of you guys are or if any of you played uh, online text-based 
Dungeons and Dragons, basically. I, I played in a couple of mud uh, text-based adventures where you typed in what you did. I just don't see the difference. I don't know if AI is necessary for something like that unless you're looking for that vocal where it gives you uh, vocal prompts. And uh, it's still, though... It, at what point does this become a video game? Yeah, true, true, true enough. Um, but I, I do think that, yeah, if, especially if you're playing solo and and coffee, uh, I want to get your opinions on this here in a sec. Especially if you're playing solo, you know, it'll it'll take that much more of the onus off of you to, you can lose yourself more in the game if you're not having to think about what am I going to do you know, what is the game trying to do? And yeah, it may seem more like, you know, more like a video game, but uh, I think it, it, it does kind of harken back to those old like text-based adventures that we, that I, I say that we, the royal we used to play, uh, you know, like you see a tree, like, you know, I walk to tree, like, you know, examine tree sort of thing. And so, uh, and yeah, those, uh, yeah, those were, you know, those were a blast at the time. I mean, that's all like we kind of had. And obviously, like, you know, we are able to play stuff like Baldur's Gate 3, which has an almost infinite number of choices and decisions that can be made. But yeah, if, if you're able to to use it to play a solo game, I think that would be that would be excellent. Coffee, how do you feel on the subject? So. I, I can I can kind of see what Grim's getting at, and I, I mean yeah, and I, I'm I'm stuck on middle of the road, but yeah, I mean I got I get both sides. I mean, if it if you if it's too much, when is it when, when the when does the line you know blur between you know just you solo playing D and D versus just playing a video game? And I've yeah. Just, it, it, It'd have to be, I guess, it'd have to be tested to see how it would, how it would um be, how it would pan out, I guess. How it's used, like the, the point you're you're yeah. making earlier. It's all, yeah. And I think that's, I mean, think I think that's the, the most, I guess, diplomatic or, the most uh the best compromise that we can come up with, you know, like obviously Grim has given his opinion, or rather Darkwing has given his opinion, on doesn't feel that AI really should have a place in, in our community. Uh, Grim has given his opinion that there, you know, there are lots of viable ways in which it can be a tool to be used rather than a creator. And, and I think like what, what coffee saying is like, it all depends on, on how it's used. And I, I do think that there, there are going to be, uh, there are going to be corporations. There are going to be uh, small time creators as well. Uh, that are going to use this to to try to make a quick and easy buck. They're going to try to pump out and churn out content that uh, I feel is probably going to be subpar. Probably going to be, uh, you know, not. It's gonna it's going to do the job. It's going to present an adventure. It's going to allow characters to go from one end of the dungeon to the other, and you know, with killing monsters along the way. Uh, but I feel that the the really creative uh, p- 
people within the space, those that are already doing are already doing exactly what we love with the homebrew products, will be able to either they're going to eschew AI completely or they will find a way to use it to their benefit. And I, I think I I love Grim's idea of using it to play test. Grim, you're, you're shaking your head. <laughs> oh well, yeah, I'm shaking. I'm shaking my head at, at my dog and at that statement. Uh, Is he agreeing uh, with me? Is he nodding his head? Oh no, she's just apparently not getting enough attention. Uh, I just, I just don't ever see AI play testing well. I don't see it as a serious critique of something you're doing. I. That, that that and that's that that's my own opinion. I'm, which I'm allowed to have until the AI takes over. Uh, so I, I I just I guess my my last my last thing to really like drive it home is we've all used random uh, counters for dice. Like just hit a button, gives you a dice roll. We do it all the time. And it's fun. But is it as fun or even close to rolling a dice for yourself on a table where the real chance is it's not a program? I can actually cheat. Sounds like you got a cheater in your midst. But oh, yeah. So, and I guess I want to end off with this. So, we've been talking a lot about. You know the writing with AI and 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 that. So, but it feels, and I think that the underlying sentiment when it comes to art is that there is a hard and fast line in the sand. No art, no AI art whatsoever. Like there's, I don't feel that there's, and you know, going back to the glory of the giants uh, fiasco. You know the the artist was using AI to refine the 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 piece that he that he had already done, um, and I don't I don't agree with that. I don't agree with uh, AI creating art from the ground up to begin with, and so I feel like and I feel like that at, we're all in a an agreement with that. Absolutely, absolutely, hard line in sand. Yeah, art should be doing the art most definitely ai so there it goes it's the tbd to be determined when it comes to possibly play testing uh um possibly an, enhancing uh immer- enhancing a solo play experience immersing uh, players um making it a more immersive environment with players during gameplay but no on ai art and i i I'm not I'm not sad about that. Anyone who uh wants to come at me or the patrons saying that AI art should be allowed in D&D and TTRPG, I you know I'll listen to to your opinion. I'm not going to agree with you and I don't know that um I don't I I I'm I will pretty much say I don't know that I'll ever agree with you. I don't know that my mind will ever change on that because there are so many talented artists that should be compensated for their art if they choose to sell it. Amen. AI is stealing. If you don't agree, at me. It's uh, Darkwing MT. The MT stands for 
Mighty Timothy. That's a good grass hay. <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you so much to the patrons. Thank you for you to listen for listening. If you have opinions on AI, if you want to know, if you want us to know how you feel, join us on the robots uh, on the D and D Lorecast uh, Discord and on the Robots Radio Discord. Uh, you can email us at dndlorecast at gmail.com. Let us know. Let us know. Uh, I mean, obviously, like Darkwing's pretty exhaustive in his uh, in his def- or I guess um, uh, prosecution of AI. But if you have anything, uh, arrest my kid. If you have anything, uh, any opinions on uh, on how AI could be beneficial and how it could be used as a tool for D and D and TTRPGs, let us know. We'd love to hear them. Again, thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate y'all uh, stopping by the tower. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having us. Thank you. My name is Sergio. Fare thee well, dear listener. And until we meet again, may all your twenties be natural. Thank you for listening to the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. If you've enjoyed the show, consider following us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at D&D Lorecast, or jumping into the Robots Radio Discord to chat more with us about Dungeons & Dragons. We'll see you soon. Listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.